Welcome to Helpful Social Work. Social work has the power to change people's lives for the better. This podcast aims to help you learn, think and act with integrity so that people who need social work get help that will transform their lives. I'm Jerry, And I'm Jo. And this is our second podcast of November 2020. We're recording it on the 20th of the 11th. Our first podcast of the month was about the ingredients of a great social worker. And we were looking at the skills and interventions through the PCF. And that's been really um, very interesting. Look, thank you for continuing to listen. We've had 75,000 downloads, which I think is amazing. It's a real privilege to be able to talk about things that matter in social work. And honestly, I would love doing it, even if it was just Jerry and I getting together to reflect about our profession each month. But the fact we're doing it with a community of people across the world who are thinking, reflecting and, and acting to make a strong, useful profession is, is just wonderful to me. So do get in touch. We really love hearing about what people are thinking and doing in the social work world. Yeah, and you can do that on our website, www.helpfulsocialwork.com, or by commenting on iTunes or on our Facebook page, Helpful Social Work Podcast. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, and that's great because it makes the podcast more visible and gives us a real boost. Now, for the second podcast of the month, when we're able to do those, we said we'd talk about things that might be um, particularly relevant or useful at the moment to social workers. So we're going to talk about politics. Mm, that should be interesting. Yeah, there's just been an election in the US, of course, um, the presidential election and, and Senate and um, Congress races as well. Um, we've got various uh, national elections in May next year in the different parts of the UK. Um, there's a, a lot of political stuff going on around COVID, so it's really timely. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off just by giving a little bit of background about what politics is, bearing in mind that neither of us is expert in this. Um, We're just citizens. So the art or science of government or governing, especially the governing of a political entity, and it comes from um, the Greek politikos, from the the word polis, city. Um, And it's about people, people living together, essentially. It's fundamentally about how we make decisions in groups. And the political system essentially sets out how we make um, official government decisions. Um, And you have different um, types of government, of course, um, democracies, oligarchies, autocracies, for example. But in a democracy, um, the political system is based on popular sovereignty, which means that the people get a chance to have a say um, in what happens. Um, Now, this is people who live within a particular state. And generally, most of the population is within a state um, and has a voting right within a particular place. There's um, still a few places where... Um, there's not there's not a strong state or clear state and there's also some people who are stateless um, and that's a real problem Mm. Um, so what we're looking at is um, the opportunity for people to influence what happens as a group in their society um, and to um, and, and that relates to social work because social work works with people Um, And how society makes decisions about people inherently affects the work that we do. And the way that it works very, very broadly um, and simply is government um, makes the law. and The executive puts that into practice and enforces it and the judiciary interprets it and applies it. So we elect people who then um, vote on laws that get passed. And we have a a government um, in our in our country. The executive is essentially the ministers um, and they are overseeing it and making sure that things get implemented. And then the courts 
um, and the legal profession um, interpret how that's applied when situations come up, either of people breaking the law or it not being clear in some way. So social workers are really involved in all of this, of course. Yeah, I think this is really why we wanted to talk about this, wasn't it? Is because, as as you've said, Jerry, um, politics is really about the type of society we want to have and the functioning of that society. Um, and it seems to me that if we think about social work as a big picture um, rather than that kind of individual transaction we do, then um, the social work has got a lot to offer, a lot of value that they can actually bring to politics. Um, both through individual social workers engaging in politics as politicians, for example, um, and po political action by social workers. And I just wanted to say to everybody that actually there are some fantastic people out there who are who are bringing um, social work values into the role of politician. And I just wanted to... Um, give some current examples to inspire you. So a big shout out to Mark Drayford and Emma Luell Buck. And um, Mark Drayford is the First Minister of Wales and he's a former probation officer, youth justice worker and Bernardo's leader. He's um, been a professor of social policy at Cardiff University and he's taught at Swansea University. So, you know, all of his knowledge and experience, um, the ethics and values that he held in those posts will be informing him now um, as the First Minister. And then we have Emma, who is the MP for South Shields, um, as well as being the first woman ever to represent South Shields in Parliament. Um, and she's also the first MP to have been born in the constituency and actually raised in the area. She studied politics and media studies and she, you know, began her role as a child protection social worker in Sunderland and then Newcastle. And lastly, even though I know that she, she won't like me doing this, there's Jerry, who's actually the chair of BASWA. It's a voluntary role. It's a really valuable one that involves advocating for the rights of social workers and the people they serve. And there are many social workers working in volunteer roles across the country that have a direct impact on politics and policy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I would say that every single social worker um, Thanks for, for mentioning me, but every single social worker in, in our day-to-day -day practice, we use the law um, in, in the work that we do. We might be involved in court work um, and we also um, are very often involved in um, creating uh, a consensus and understanding about what laws are needed and how to use those. So there's a kind of practice element of this, but there's also um, a real opportunity for social workers um, to, to use, to be political activists and might be individual, might be using our vote, it might be writing to a member of parliament, um, that, that's the English term of course, signing a petition, it might be collective action around lobbying or campaigning or marching, um, it might be that we're campaigning for particular representatives or particular policies, it might be about ensuring people's access to political rights. So this, this whole system does depend on, in, in democracy, it does depend on everybody having the chance to vote. Um, so there's been, a, there was a UK campaign to support people to vote in 2019. Um, there's been a lot of work done in the US by the National Association of Social Workers to, to help people to get out to vote. Because um, there, is, there is really strong evidence that certain groups are less likely to engage and register um, or to turn out and vote, um, particularly amongst young people, black and minority ethnic groups and people with disabilities. So it's really important that um, we challenge 
that disenfranchisement and particularly when people feel kind of alienated from politics um, help people to make connections between the things that are important to them and going and using their vote. And I think that's really interesting, Jerry, because we often um, have this feeling, don't we, that um, politics are kind of very personal and very private um, and that we sh and that and, and that they don't have much to do with us. Um, that you know we're not involved in politics or we're we're separated from them. Or um, you hear people say, "I'm not political," "Oh, I'm not political," me. But I think for me, there's um, a really good um, kind of slogan that came from both the student movement and second wave feminism in around the late 1960s which basically um which is this idea that we need to actually be able to discuss things that are, are private in political discussions so ex for a good example is access to contraception which was a really big thing around that time and then being able to discuss how those political structures and decisions affect us personally so actually all of us are impacted upon by politics and in particular as social workers, we're often called upon to implement the policy of the government in individual lives. You know, we're mandated to do this through legislation and we're actually told how to do it through official guidance and policy. So as a professional body, social workers, it's incumbent upon us to ensure that we're acting within our ethical framework and that the work we are doing upholds the human rights of the people we're working with. And for me, what this means is we'll need to scrutinise what we're being asked to do and understand the impact of what that will do very, very carefully. We really need to think about this. And we need to understand when we're being asked to act against our own professional framework or when our actions are unjust. And when we understand that, we actually, you know, it's not enough to acknowledge these discrepancies. We, we must be prepared to challenge them in conversation and in action. I mean, and Jerry's spoken about how we can do this well individually and collectively, but we can also find other ways to get involved in political discussions and policy development. All political parties, um, well, certainly here in, in England and Australia, um, have forums for people to get involved. You can have a voice in your party of choice. You can use your social work skills and theory to introduce different perspectives and richness to political conversations, to policy conversations. And here in the UK, the government often puts out consultation papers to the areas that matter to you and have your say. And I think for me, one of the ways that we can be active in this country, and we shouldn't we shouldn't take the fact that we can be active in the politics in this country for granted. I mean, that's a really fantastic gift all of its own. And for us, if we can actually try to respond to the policy that will have the, an impact on the work we carry out day to day, that will be um, a very powerful and responsive way to use our, our social work um, skills and talents. I think that idea of the, the personal is political um, and the private is political is is really central to social work. And we do see that every day in the the way that laws impact on people's lives, but also the importance of politicians and and um, and laws and policies understanding what people's lives are actually like. Um, mm -hmm. And we do have that kind of um, role of of interpreting, translating, advocating across across that gap. Um, and the other thing to bear in mind is that the personal is unequal. So these laws and policies that come in 
do have different impacts for different people, although laws are universable, universalizable. Um, they, they should apply to everybody. The mm. One of the things that we, we currently tend to do in, in the UK is to do an equality impact assessment. Um, so again, this is in England particularly, to look at what the impact of the law um, or policy would be on different groups of people thinking about different characteristics. Um, and that's quite a valuable tool for social workers as well to, to get involved in um, and, and to have a look at when it's done, because what it does is it highlights where the law might have um, different impacts on different groups. So, for example, if you look at the um, Coronavirus Act that came in in 2020 in um, the UK, um, an element of it, which is England related, is the potential for Care Act easements and the Equality Impact Assessment says um, that that would have um, an impact particularly on older people and people with disabilities, it principally affect those groups. It has a gendered impact as well because uh, more women are carers than men at the moment in, in England. Um, and so just to take those examples, that's something um, that then social workers and local authorities that they work in could think about particularly if they did have to use the easements, that mm. it would have that different impact and how they might adjust for that and recognise that and respond to that. Yeah, I, th I think that's a, a really interesting um, tool for us all to have a look at. Um, and one I wasn't aware of, actually, until we, we started talking in, in this podcast. So um, that sounds really great. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that um, that I was thinking about is is how social workers influence laws generally. Um, so laws take a while to um, to come into being and there's various different stages and at each stage there's usually, as Joe says, consultation and discussion. There's also opportunities for uh, members of parliament and members of the House of Lords, which is our second chamber, to um, debate and again you can influence those debates. We have all party parliamentary groups um, that um, is one for social work actually that Baswa supports where um, you can brief Social workers can brief members of parliament. Um, we can write to them and ask them to raise questions. You can write to your own member of parliament about particular issues. And all of that um, helps to influence and, and make sure that particular viewpoints and, and issues that might not be considered are noted. Uh, so at the moment in, in England and Wales, there's a campaign from Baswa about test access and human rights, which is about social workers being able to get COVID tests, being able to access um, people in placements, um, and that's so that they can uphold people's human rights and particularly the right to um, being treated with dignity and the right to liberty and the right to family life. Um, so we can be in there and supporting those rights. Uh, and that's a really good example of how social workers collectively, but individually, for example, through writing to MP, can influence how policy and guidance works for the benefit of people who might be forgotten otherwise. And it's interesting because all of this activity makes me feel like there's a, a, a huge flurry of um, social workers out there, you know, really getting into um, shaping policy and channel challenging the different laws and things that are coming out. And I think we've heard lots of stories about that. But there is some interesting research, isn't there, that kind of says that um, people overall are pulling away from involvement in um, political activity. Yeah, it's interesting because I, um, I always go to the Office of National Statistics 
um, uh, to look at what what's actually happening because there, there are rumours and myths around um, mm. anecdotal evidence around that people are less political than they used to be and social workers are sometimes um, it's sometimes suggested that new social workers are less political than social workers were in previous decades um, so what the ONS say is that membership of political voluntary professional or recreational organizations has declined um, mm. in the last decade or so um, voter turnout was um, was low lower in the 2019 election than it was in the 2017 which was which was actually quite high um, but generally figures are lower in this century the 21st century than in the 20th century um, and that younger people um, remain less likely to vote than other age groups so I suppose the question is what lies behind that um, and I think mm. it's partly people feeling that party politics is relevant to them or not relevant to them and also people mm. feeling that government is relevant to them or not relevant to them and that's a bit different from feeling like politics is relevant to you um, because of course everyone's impacted by that every day but it's whether you, you think the systems are um, a way of influencing that or whether there's other ways of influencing it and I think there is a lot more social media engagement for example um, lots of um, different kinds of campaigning um, different mm. sorts of influencing than maybe we used to have. I, I think that's right, Jerry. that there is certainly um, a lot more platforms for individuals. But the one thing I would challenge people on with that, and particularly um, social workers, just because that's what we're talking about, is to make sure that if you are putting energy into using law, of other platforms that the audience that you're reaching is an audience that has something that is that they're able to do to influence that um, and that you're actually thinking about where that energy is going because for me you can feel like because you've commented on something you know um, my husband often uh, says in brackets after he said something outraged from cockermouth you know in brackets um, as you can feel like you've you've had your say, but if there are there are channels and processes to have impact, and I think that one of the things as a social worker is that we should be thinking about where can I put my energy where it will actually have some impact, and sometimes that means kind of you know answering surveys that are sent out, um, having comments on legislation. Um, making comments to the right place, I guess, is, is what I would be thinking about targeting, targeting your energy yeah. um, so and that you're getting the most systems. outcome and using the systems. Yeah, I think yeah. that's quite important. But you can see how people would feel sometimes that um, they're not represented, uh, that they don't see people like themselves in the political structure or that their voice is not going to be counted anyway. Um, yeah, because we, certainly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we still have like problems with representation, don't we? Yeah. Um, so the last UK election, we now have 650 seats across the UK. Um, so 220 of those are female. Uh, 65 are people of colour who are all in England. Um, but we do have one in five Labour MPs now from black or minority ethnic groups, compared with 6% of Conservatives, um, but it's 14% in the population overall. And... 45 MPs who identify as openly gay, lesbian or bisexual. So um, and one of the issues that we do have in this country is the 
over-representation of people went to private schools or independent schools compared to state education mm. schools and also um, university educated compared to non-university educated. Um, so just under 20% of the UK population has been to university, um, but the vast majority of MPs have been to university and 21% of them went to either Oxford or Cambridge. So that's a very narrow group to draw from, of course. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting for us as social workers, isn't it? Because, of course, um, you know, we have all had further education of some kind to become a social worker. Uh, you know, the majority of, of um, our profession is required to have a degree um, or a master's. And that also gives us a certain mindset. So when we're thinking about how we can advocate for and represent people, we also need to be aware of um, how much of our own mindset informs that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how representative we are in our personal And how representative we are, that's exactly right, and making sure that, um, you know, that we value our own voice, but also the voice of the people we work with and that we um, help to amplify that voice not just on Twitter, but by actively feeding back in the right arenas. You know, because for me, we need to recognise that our job is political and that our actions and the way we carry them out are a direct result of the political and legal decisions that are made, funded, legislated and enacted. Yeah, and I should say, actually, all those, um, all those things I've talked about where social workers are advocating for things or campaigning for things, they're trying to do that in partnership. Um, and... yeah. It's with people who's who, who's who are experiencing those things, um, yeah. Because otherwise, yeah, it's not it's not as authentic, is it? And it's not um, it'd be quite easy to to miss the point. Um, you need to do things in partnership. Um, make sure that it's it's really getting to the heart of the issues of, of people's lives. Yes, I think that's exactly right. We're amplifying those voices. I think that's exactly right. Not, not, and our own has relevance too. I think that's really important. We shouldn't dismiss um, our expertise, our value base, and our education. But it's about thinking about who we're, who, on whose behalf are we talking, and why. Um, and we need to really own that responsibility. I also think we need to um, think globally, but act locally. Uh, we always need to think about the people we work with as being part of a really bigger system and we need to be quite vigilant in looking out for systems that erode people's human rights, identifying them and then actively challenging them. So for me, that also means care about the Human Rights Act and actively challenge any movements that have seek to have it overturned. And there has been in this country many conversations about not being part of the human rights you need to look at the platforms and policies of the parties you vote for and ask them, ask if there's any policy that could use some really good social work principles and practice to inform them. You know, let your local member know. Use your vote carefully as that party will fund and mandate your role in the future. So really understand the policies and the direction of the party that you're voting for and, and understand how that's going to be supportive to the people that you're working with. Uh, join your professional association and become engaged with them. You know, start to see social work not just as a job but as a profession that actually needs active protection and definition and a seat at the table of policy making. You know, social workers should be prescribing and describing what social work is and does. And we should be 
really active in that. Um, we shouldn't be passively waiting for people to tell us. I think it's got to be much more transactional. Um, and of course, as you say, Jerry, bringing the people we serve alongside with us. So we need to have lots of voices into what social work should look like and what we should be doing. We should be um, looking for jobs. This is another thing we could do. We could look for jobs and roles that use our social work skills to better society because we have a huge amount to offer. I mean, I just think if our code of ethics act actively informed policy development, policy, develop policy would be a lot better, I think. Um, so it's about kind of embracing the political aspect of our work and understanding that we're already enmeshed in politics as social workers simply because of our role in enacting the policies of the day to individuals and groups. Yeah. So we have a couple of reflective questions to leave you with. Uh, the first is to reflect on how do I relate to the government or the public affairs of the state that I live in? And then the second is how do I move in my professional and, um, and, and wider life between the personal and the political? So how do I take um, my understanding of what's happening in people's lives and influence politics and how do I look at what was happening in politics um, and think about the impact that will have on people's lives.